Today you guys are going to be meeting someone very special. I met him just recently when I was out at Fitzroy with the Reef Restoration Foundation where he was actually filming a documentary for his upcoming uh, project called Earth Heroes. So you're going to hear all about that. Shay is born and bred in Cairns and he has kind of gone through this massive journey of self-discovery and discovery of how loving yourself can help you love the earth. So this is a little bit of a different twist from the other episodes. We're talking more about the interconnectivity of all all things on this earth. It's not just the ocean. We're also discussing our forests. We're discussing love to others, love to ourselves, and how all these things together kind of make us better people and uh, improve our chances of making tomorrow a better place. So we cover topics from everything to do with mentors, how to fix past struggles and inner pain to kind of move forward to celebrate and elevate um, the people who are actually making inspiring changes and how to find your kind of community of earth-loving, ocean-loving people. Shay shares some very valuable lessons he's learned on his journey and hopefully you guys will find this helpful to live a happier life as well and you can make a bigger impact on our planet and the people around you. As always, I'm going to ask you guys very nicely if you could please give this podcast a rating on whatever podcast app you're listening to it. Um, it would really mean the world to me because it is still a new podcast and we want to get it out there and help more people help our oceans and our earth. As well, if you want to join the fight and help me uh, keep my mission going, keep these projects rolling, you can become a Patreon subscriber, so check that out at dash vegan diver cap, or you can get yourself a plastic is the killer t-shirt from which proceeds go to helping the plastic-free cause, as well as help me continue the work I am doing. If you know of anyone who should be on this podcast or you would like me to interview, please send me an email at cat at myveganexperiment.com or contact me on Vegan Diver Cat on YouTube or Instagram. Every day there's a new news story about the crisis facing our ocean, whether it's the plastic issue, overfishing, pollution, if the oceans die, we die. Fortunately, we have plenty of environmental activists, marine conservationists, and eco-warriors who are out there every day fighting to protect our oceans and our Earth. On the Ocean Pancake Podcast, we're going to be hearing from some of them about how to decrease our environmental footprint, go plastic-free, participate in ocean conservation, cleanups, and even maybe some marine science. So, welcome to the Ocean Pancake Podcast, where the goal is sustainability and living a turquoise life. My name is Kat Andreskova, and I'm your host today. Let's get into this week's episode. Welcome to the Ocean Pancake Podcast. Today I have a very special guest and his name is Shay Ryan. He is a bit of an earth lover, uh, introspective thinker, wholesome life liver, and one of the coolest people I've met in the recent months. So welcome to the podcast, Shay. Well, thank you, Kat. Um, I must say it's that's a really beautiful introduction and it's my honor and privilege to have met you on Fitzroy Island, you know, restoring the Great Barrier Reef and planting coral. So it's a real privilege to be here on uh, on the podcast with you and I feel like we just had a, an amazing connection from the get-go. So it's real, real awesome to be here and chat with you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. So as, uh, as she mentioned, we actually met at the Reef Restoration Foundation, um, one of their events when we went out to Fitzroy Island. Uh, you guys would have seen a video I made about this as well as a blog post. 
But basically, we were out there restoring some coral reef, and Shay and his friend uh, were actually filming for a documentary, um, which we will get into a little bit later on in this episode. But to kind of get started, Shay, could you give us a little bit of an introduction about who you are, what your journey has been, and how you've gotten to um, basically being an Earth hero? Yeah, that's an awesome question. I'd be happy to answer. Um, I feel really good about sharing a little bit of my background. And in the, the short story is I've been really fortunate to grow up in North Queensland, far North Queensland in Australia. Uh, it's one of the most beautifully abundant tropical paradises in the world. Uh, I grew up in the city of Cairns, which is not much of a city if anyone's been there, <laughs> but it's really uniquely located in this, like one of the primus locations because within an hour you can be on a boat and out to the Great Barrier Reef, which is spectacular to see and, and one a must do in the bucket list of life. But to be growing up with that in the backyard and, and the mountains and the scenery of waterfalls in the other direction and tropical rainforests like the Daintree, which is dubbed as the world's oldest rainforest, um, it's a real privilege for me to, to grow up in that environment. And I feel like since a young age, I've, I've had the, the fortunate opportunity that maybe at times I took for granted because I growing up as I stepped into my teen years I wanted to move away and, and experience something different but as a kid I always had that intuitive knowing and, and connection to to nature and I loved it because my family have like played an integral role within the tourism industry um, owning hostels starting in their own tour travel agencies and tour companies up to um, chase waterfalls and up to the tablelands regions and through the mountain ranges so I've had the, the privilege of going on the journey with them and being a part of the natural environment that surrounds me here. And, and I've just moved back to Australia. I'm currently in Cairns and loving it. It's like rekindling all of those early childhood memories. And it just like makes my heart really throb to, to be in the natural environment. And I must admit that, I mean, there was a, a period in my life where I fell out of tune with the natural sink of the, of the world and my natural circadian rhythm and I was off you know having late nights and couldn't sleep in the evenings but during the day I was finding it easy to sleep and I um, was in the bar and drinking scene and caught up in a lot of the westernized world that was quite broken and desolate and, and a little bit well quite a lot lost but I would remember I spent quite a few years I left Australia when I was 17 and I went off to follow my passion of playing football in the United States. And whenever I was away from home for a long period of time, I spent about eight years away from Cairns traveling and studying and, and traversing across the globe. And whenever I would have these feelings of being homesick, I would have dreams of a young, when I was a young boy dreaming of uh, this beautiful rolling hills and this time when I was a kid that I spent with my father through the rainforest and across the mountains and, and visiting the reef and it would always remind me of home and it would always bring me a lot of comfort and, and feelings good feelings inside you know so my background is quite a diverse one I've been really fortunate to have traveled extensively with my family my mom and dad and my sisters and also on my own traveling solo um, and it's really opened my eyes up to a really 
kind of worldly macro vision of, of where we're currently at as a global human family and society, as well as help me to really tap into what's going on within myself and discover what is it that my heart calls for and what is it that I'm really yearning for in my life. And it's led me on these quests and kind of commitment to, to really discover these foundational questions of, of life and human existence around who am I and what does it mean to be a human and, and what is my purpose here on earth? So it's, it's been an incredible journey. I'm only 26 years old today and I realize that I actually have still so much to learn. You know, I meet incredible people and I've got amazing mentors currently who are just every day opening my eyes to a whole new realm of lessons and, and reintegrations of things that I can really take with me and grow with and evolve. And, and the biggest thing that I realize now is that I have so much to learn and I actually know very, very little, but what I do know, I am happy to transparently share and the lessons that I've learned from my life and, and the story that I've lived so far, um, I feel can also help, you know, others and the next generation and, in a, in a way that I can open my heart and, and be truthful about my story and be truthful about what's really going on in the inner landscape of my mind and in my heart. And um, that's been the biggest revelation for me. And I realize now that, you know, I am nature and that in my connection to the ocean and to the rainforest and to the plants and also the animals and other people is this re realization that I, always knew as a boy as a kid I always knew and and knew intuitively that I am just a much a part as nature as the oceans and the wind and the sun and in fact my role within all of this is just as purposeful and I have a function to serve for nature it seems that there's been this illusion this narrative of an illusion of separation between human beings and the natural world where we have seen and I have done this in my own experience at times where I felt superior in a lot of ways where my ego was kind of using animals or nature and and trees and resources at my own will and my own disposal and using it for my own self-gratification and I feel that that narrative is still alive today and has has left us to this kind of a little bit scary and overwhelming feeling that potentially one day we could come to a, a dramatic catastrophic ending to to the world but I actually have hope you know I have a lot of faith that we have the full potential to turn things around and even though the scientists are coming out these days with all these crazy scary statistics around ice cap melting and and you know, forest fires in the Amazon and all of these global warming things, large coral bleaching events and all of these external, like, huge disasters. Um, but I truly believe that we can make a difference. And actually, in fact, we are making a difference and living my life in a more conscious and aware state of being consistently uh, with continual practice I'm able to reintegrate more parts of myself in a loving ways and, and really accept, come to accept the full failure of the, the third party in a sense. So 
even realizing that whatever it may be that people think is the the most catastrophic um, disaster or problem in the world to to accept and love the fact that the third party in whatever instance whether it's a, a loved one or a family member or the government or or a school teacher or whatever it may be, accept that failure and accept that you know there has been times when the government has been corrupt and misled us and there has been times when our families have or mothers or fathers haven't fully loved us the way that we deserve to be loved or we haven't treated animals in the way that they truly deserve to be treated and to fully accept and love all of that even the, the dark and the light sides of it so it's been one incredible <clears throat> life-shattering and opening truth for me to really step into my own truth of who I am and and I'm discovering more and more elements of myself that I can love and, and care for every single day um, but I fully acknowledge, you know, I am also susceptible to and have been subject to a lot of the cult programming and conditioning of the Western society that uses on a mass scale animals, for instance, or degrades environment through monoculture, agriculture. And um, it's, a, it's a harsh truth to face that I also was contributing to the problem in a lot, a lot of ways and many different facets. But today I'm, I'm really dedicated towards living an experience and existence that steps into and away from the distractions of this consumeristic society, but steps into a more loving approach to everything that I come into contact with. And yeah. A lot of the times it's not on the external. I realize the work that, that I need to do is within myself. And the biggest lessons that I have overcome have been forgiving myself, really taking time out to care for myself, to support and encourage, and just even look at, like observe the inner dialogue that I have around the relationship that I have and feelings towards other external humans or uh, situations or environments and realizing that before I even step outside of myself, there's a lot of work to be done on the internal landscape that I can really resolve all of these traumatic events that I've been subject to throughout my life to come to a, a profound place of peace and acceptance for what is, what yeah. is happening within me and what is happening outside of me in the world. And I feel like that journey for me on an introspective, really like self-reflective, self-inquiry um, level has helped me to to step into this so-and-so earth hero kind of yeah. uh, label, I would call it. Not that I would suggest that I am a hero by any means, <laughs> but it's as a kid, you know, like that was one of my dreams. I always dreamt of being a hero. I can't imagine any child who didn't want to be their own hero, you know? Yeah, and definitely. so this idea of like growing up and doing my best with what I know and the the resources that I have available to actually be a hero for the earth, not for not for me, not for my own, you know, self-inflated ego, but actually to give back to something bigger than myself, something bigger than any individual or any person, and actually contribute to 
this huge global transformation that I really feel we're going through. And, and I feel like it's actually one of the most incredible times to be alive on earth because it seems we're going through this huge transition and this mass awakening in a way that people are really waking up. And the more and more that I look around and the more people that I connect with, at, in one hand, I do see this pattern of unconscious relating that I have towards myself, but also I see the beauty in, in all of the solutions and people taking the right actionable steps to really be open and willing willing and, and curious enough to self-inquire what's going on within their world so that we can all live in a, a co-living, co-harmonious space that supports the regeneration of our, of our earth, of our oceans, and would really give life to, to earth and yeah. to and anything that inhabits it. So that is kind of the long answer of my background. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a little bit about me um no that was beautiful and um i i love you know i i visited cairns for the first time when i was 12 and that's that's where i first fell in love with the ocean and that's where my journey began so it's interesting to see how this beautiful area between the reef and the rainforest was a catalyst not only for me but for you and potentially for all the incredible people we've been meeting there and i um i think it's really wise what you said about how you have to really love yourself and accept yourself and what's going on inside to be able to give as much as you can to the community or the earth and um, everything around us. And a, this, this consciousness shift that you, you were talking about, I'm seeing it too. And I think basically everyone is seeing it, whether it is just the amounts of vegan products, which are available in supermarkets or it's, you know, the, the prevalence in social media of actual, plastic free missions or how now things like the Amazon forest fire is growing in, you know, that's what people are sharing. That's what people are talking about. So I, I do think we're on, we're on a good path of kind of people awakening towards our planet and the fact that it needs our help right now. Um, and thanks to, you know, social media and thanks to the connections we can now make from across the world or across the country in our case, um, is, is really helping us, um, through, through kind of your whole journey though, what have you found to be the biggest challenge that you think the earth is facing right now? Um, I've, I've kind of pondered on this for quite some time and, and thought about it a lot and it seems to me that there are a multitude of layers of problems or issues. They might be labeled as things happening in the world from habitat destruction to uh, the monoculture to political corrupt regimes from nuclear warfare and all of these like quite horrific actionable disasters that could we were virtually on the brink of yeah um but i truly believe that we're in a, a day and age of huge mass change in in consciousness in in my own awareness and it for me it comes back to taking more <clears throat> radical self self responsibility meaning being holding myself more accountable because when i look 
at things outside of myself on the macro level, it, it often feels overwhelming and I, I really feel helpless in the whole situation yeah. of what's going on. But when I can bring it back to the microcosm of what's really actually going on within myself and how I'm feeling and being truly honest about expressing what's coming up for me by being real and relevant to share even the things that I am doing against what I'm saying I'm doing, then that is where true transformation can really take place. I think it's up to me as an individual and all of us to realize that we all have a role to play within this. And the biggest change that we can make in the world is looking at our own story and the patterns that are arising in our own story to overcome any of the unresolved emotional trauma that is taking place. Because when I see and look at these people who are potentially leading these corrupt countries or, you know, stepping into a nuclear warfare state or potentially destroying large landscapes of beautiful habitat, I think, why do they, why do these people do such a thing and it's helped me to understand that a lot of the time these people are acting out of their unresolved traumatic experience that they're holding on to inside themselves where which they haven't fully brought home and so for me it's woken me up to realize wow there's a lot going on for me on the internal landscape that i haven't actually resolved emotionally because if I'm having an emotional reaction to things and getting triggered by what the government's doing or what a company down in uh, Southeast Queensland are doing to dig up mining coal, then this a guy, Adani, I don't even know, but how, why am I feeling such hatred towards them? It's because I'm having a, an emotional reaction and it's triggering something within myself that I need to resolve first around being abandoned or being rejected or not fully being loved when I felt I needed to be loved. And the more that I trace it back, it comes for me back to the, a lot of child, childhood experiences where sometimes I didn't, didn't feel that I was held or seen or fully acknowledged when I desired it as a kid. And I believe that's the biggest change that, that we can all make is really self-inquiring and being willing to explore on a deeper level by checking in with one another, with other mammals, with other human beings, with other mammals in a sense. That's what we are. We're so embarrassingly close to the chimpanzee. It's like we're actually quite <laughs> simply feeling-based creatures that want to express and want to love and want to care. But it's helped me to realize and accept that people who are who are seemingly destroying the earth or destroying the animals and the habitat or opening these large-scale open-cut mines most likely uh, are acting in that way out of an unresolved within themselves. Yeah. And if we are as a human human society and human family able to look within on the micro as an individual and take full responsibility for even the the most difficult times in our lives those traumatic times and able to bring that back to to full wholeness and bring that back home and love those areas and realize that all of these events in my life haven't happened to me but they've happened for me 
has really been a profound kind of statement that I've lived by in the last couple of years to realize that everything, even all the people, even all the minds, even all of the plastic polluting mechanisms and people are, are simply there for, for a function and they have a purpose to actually wake us all up and realize yeah. that, you know, it's time to change. It's time to radically take more self-responsibility and inquire within where is that truly coming from? And one of my greatest mentors at the moment is a guy called Sovereign. And he's really opened me up to this whole idea and concept around uh, human-based feeling relating. So really relating with one another on a feeling-based um, way that, that we can be truly honest and, and raw with one another. If something actually is tri getting triggered, what is our natural state as human beings? Like, What is our natural function? in a natural environment, for example. And, and the more that I look around the environment that I'm in and this, this society that we've created through the Western world, it is so out of sync with the natural flows of life and so many elements that it's, it's quite evident to see how traumatized we've become. Yeah, we've really managed to disconnect ourselves from nature, from the universe. I mean, whether we look at it physically with the you know big, big cement cities we've built or then spiritually in, in terms of where you know we we have taken ourselves outside of the food chain where we do consider ourselves not animals anymore we don't feel like we belong in the ecosystem um it's no surprise that people are having that level of disconnect that these minds are opening that people are prioritizing money which is you know a made-up concept over our earth and actually our our home planet um and i think i think you kind of you know express that sentiment really beautifully that we all have to realize we have a role and it's up to us as individuals to kind of contribute what we can do ourselves and that it's, it's no one else is going to do it you know and it's it's really up to every one of us to kind of step up to find our place on this planet of what we're meant to be doing so um yeah i think that's a really it's interesting because I've asked that question to many people on, on this podcast, like what's the biggest challenge and people will usually point to something like it's the fishing industry or it's the plastic industry or it's this or that. Um, I, I think you're, you're giving people a whole different perspective of how to look at all these problems, which are actually unified under this bigger problem, which is the disconnect um, that us as a humanity are now experiencing because of the consumerism, because of, um, how Western society is living and yeah, no, I, very, I, I really like how you kind of describe that. Um, which kind of leads into the next question I have for you, which is what, what are you working on right now? Could you kind of share with us, um, the, the big project that you, you kind of started, I don't know, quite recently and it's how we met. It's why you were at Reef Restoration and, um, yeah, I, yeah so. For sure. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Kat. And just to like just touch on what you shared there, I think that's really potent around realizing that this is, although there are the external repercussions in the environment that we're we're witnessing that are quite devastating, it's and I'm currently navigating the challenges of the separation of myself and of the world, but realizing that it is profoundly a, a deeply spiritual awakening that needs to be had within each of us 
to truly shift the world that we live in. And for a lot of people that might be incomprehensible or, or difficult to kind of understand how this all impacts, you know, the environment in some way, but it, it truly does. I truly believe on an individual level, it's up to me to take responsibility and hold myself accountable for the choices that I, every single choice that I make in my life from the food that I buy to the clothes that I wear to the way that I spend my money and also earn my money, the things that I'm fully engaged in. It's, um, it's quite profound how easy it is for me to, to blame an external problem or, an issue and look at that without actually looking in within myself and see how I'm actually contributing to the problem and where I can improve my life to live in more connection to nature and connection to myself. So that's, that's kind of how I feel with, with that. And that's led me to this amazing journey of connecting with like-minded people like yourself. And one of my good childhood friends, Thomas Lauf, shout out to my brother who, we've started this this journey of earth heroes where we our goal is to really celebrate more so than anything celebrate and elevate the stories of inspiring change makers who are who are out there in the world in the field working towards all of the solutions to regenerate our earth because it's one thing to come to the realization and take responsibility for for where I'm at or where we're at individually. And then it's another thing to actually step into more real time practical solutions. And so with this new project, what we're focusing on is is not us as earth heroes, but the earth heroes who are out there, the millions of organizations and companies and businesses that are alive today and working towards creating an abundant, wholesome, really regenerative future for, for the earth and for the next generations. My older sister has recently just had a son and I'm now, it's my first nephew and more than ever, I've been so dedicated and, and thrilled to, you know, think about the future in five, 10, 50, a hundred years time and think what's it going to look like when my children's children are coming into the world? What kind of, what kind of legacy do I want to leave behind for them? And part of this, this mission of creating this earth heroes projects, which we are mostly doing through video format. I totally identify and recognize that today's day and age, we're virtually on our screens and I, and I speak for myself mostly, but a lot of the times we're interconnected through, through the internet and a lot of people are, and I love videos and I, I notice a lot of other people also watching many, many videos. So I'm finding that I have this way of relating to video content and it's really compelling and engaging. It helps to see things for me to learn. And so with that knowing, using that understanding that others might also be attracted to watching videos and seeing organizations and companies working towards the solutions because it's become, I mean, in my sphere of awareness, it's evident that there are many, many problems and issues out there in the world. And I scroll through Netflix and YouTube and see all of the, the horrifying disasters that, that are happening, but for us in this project, we really want to focus on the positive, uplifting possibilities of creating an abundant future, a, a, a future of thrivality where we can all step into our natural 
harmonious state and connect on profound levels. And um, that's, that's what's opened up for us in this project. It's led us to a place in Vanuatu called the East of Eden Project. Uh, we're going up to an amazing festival called Sprout, which is a land care festival. So we're predominantly going to be planting trees. It led me to meet you on Fitzroy Island with the Reef Restoration Project. What an amazing experience. We've been up to Cape Tribulation uh, collecting rubbish with Parlay, an amazing organization that are working with these huge companies like Adidas, for example, and using recycled plastic that they've cleaned up off the beaches to, to create shoes, you know? And now they're selling this shoe, which is all made from recycled plastic. It's absolutely amazing how exponentially growing this idea of regenerating our planet is really taking off and, and people are taking action and they realize that, yeah, we all have a purpose within this and it's actually a gift to be here in this moment in this human experience and to contribute in any shape, way or form is just an, an honor in all senses. So <sighs> feels good. feels good to breathe. It feels good to be alive and, and uh, yeah, life is just unfolding really yeah. beautifully and it doesn't mean that i'm like exempt from any challenges i'm still working through a multitude of layers within myself of emotional triggers that i'm having to certain things and realize oh hang on a second why why do i feel like that towards that that company or that person or how can i go a little bit deeper and stay curious to why i'm reacting like this and I like what you said about, um, and this is something I've, I've iterated in many of my podcasts or blogs. It's that we, we are really in charge of kind of making the future we want to live in. So every choice we make is building the tomorrow. And, um, as, as you said, every choice you make, the clothes you wear, the things you buy, um, you're voting with your dollar, you're voting with your choices. And I think, us as consumers, as people of the world, we need to realize that more and more um, where it's, it's reached the point, like for me, <clears throat> like even three years ago, I had no idea what was going on. You know, I would, I would be eating steak every day and I would be buying all the newest phones and clothes and fashion. And then, you know, you start with one thing, which for me was uh, Cowspiracy, which was a catalyst of how much um, my meat consumption was impacting the planet. And from then all these other doors opened, you know, from um, just minimizing my consumption of things in general. And um, it's, as you were saying, you know, you, you open up one thing, you learn about one thing within yourself and suddenly you have these other opportunities or these other doorways kind of opening up and you meet the people and you make these connections. Um, and it just shows that, you know, and we're continually learning. It's been three years and I'm still um, trying my best to minimize my impact every day, but it's hard. And um, I think that's also another thing we have to remember is to, to have that kindness for ourselves and for other people where, um, you know, we might not necessarily have all the solutions right now. And, you know, we can't expect everyone to change overnight, but it's about, you know, being better than yesterday and kind of just making the conscious choices, slowing down and making those conscious choices. Um, that's what the earth heroes are doing. Like that's what um, all the organizations you've mentioned, they, they're putting their time and effort and energy into things that they believe will make a better tomorrow. Like I, I did a few of the parlay cleanups as well. And, you know, I came home 
um, after falling through the mangroves. I was covered in blood, in bruises and scrapes, but I was so happy and so fulfilled because, you know, you, you're surrounded by people who believe in the same thing as you and, you know, you're not getting money, you're not getting like the typical incentive, but you're getting something so much richer. It's just a, it's a really fascinating thing that kind of opens up once you start digging into all these. It's so filling to like participate in the, the hands-on practical solutions yeah. of things. And it's incredible what you said. That is like one of the key elements to life is this idea of kindness to others and to the self, you know, like acknowledging at times where I haven't been fully aligned with where my values are today and, and being kind to myself for that based out of ignorance or uneducation or whatever it may and that other people might still be in that space and to be kind towards them and and help to educate them in a loving way that is supportive and and eye-opening and it seems evident to me that we are we're, we're going through a whole system upgrade across the across the globe through our society the way that we educate the way that we interact the way that we do business the way that everything happens the way that we live our lives and the lifestyles that we choose every single one of us is needed in this moment. And I would a little bit push against what you said around the solutions, because I truly believe that we actually already have the solutions mm -hmm. and we might not be fully aware of all the solutions right now in where we're at. But for me, it's more about remembering, remembering deep inside who I truly am and who we all are as humans and what we're really capable of, because I truly believe that anything's really possible if, if we truly are dedicated toward committing to that goal or mission or vision. And um, so it's a quote by Marianne Williamson who says, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. She says, it is our light, not our darkness that most frightens us. And stepping more and more into the light, it's like realizing the fogginess that I was stuck in and the reality of the world, the way that I seen the world. And wow, I truly believe that we are all creator beings within and we have the potential to truly create whatever it is our hearts desires. And um, that is sometimes scary because it comes with huge responsibility. You know? And the more that we can sink into people who are on a similar level and wanting to create magic, then that's when real beauty can, can arise. That's probably been my favorite part of this whole journey is just meeting people and seeing how many incredible and inspirational just individuals there are out there. Um, it, it also makes you feel less alone, you know, because when, when you just isolate yourself and you read the statistics and those scary scientific reports, it can feel a bit overwhelming, but then you meet these other people who are, you know, working and, and living and believing in making the world a better place. It just, it makes everything, you know, more, more unified and you feel like you can actually create these changes. Um, so to kind of bring it back to the ocean, since this is the Ocean Pancake Podcast, which dives into conservation and sustainability, mostly uh, in touching with the ocean, could you kind of give us your your viewpoint of how how are all these you know projects and all these missions connected to our ocean? That's a great question, and you know, like 
um, I just like to voice that you are an amazing inspirational change maker that I look up to and, and inspired by, you know, like I feel so privileged to have met you. So I love everything that you are doing with your life. And um, it's truly, 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 truly an honor to just like have this conversation and to have known you. And I'm sure this is like the first, this is like the only the beginning of the, the journey and the relationship together. So I'm really excited to see where, where it unfolds to. I'm blushing. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) It's so awesome. I love it. Um, But this idea that how, how does the, how are we, what role does the ocean play in all of this? Well, the way that I see it is uh, I am, I'm a human being, right? And apparently from scientists, what they say is that the human body is made up of roughly 80% water. And yeah. I'm sitting here in Cairns in Australia on this huge landmass that is a part of this large globe that is spinning through outer space, vortexing around in this spiraling, expansive way that is revolving around this <laughs> huge ball of fire, you know? And at the same time, there's this little glow of this moon that hovers around us as well. And and I bring it back to the to this ball that is spinning that I'm sitting on this landmass, and something like eighty percent of the total landmass of the Earth is also water. And realizing that that is the essence and the pure element that is connecting everyone and everything, the ocean essentially, this huge mass of water connects every land, every people, everything on this globe, this revolving spaceship, and it's like this idea of, of total oneness. Like I am as much a part of nature as the oceans, as much as anyone that I see. And we are all interconnected and we're all stepping into this new story, stepping away from the old story of separation and stepping into this, creating this new story of interconnected being to all of life on earth and realizing that the oceans are connecting all of us, the land, we are connected to the land, we are connected to each other. And we are in essence, a mere reflection of the greater, the greater earth. If we are the microcosm of that larger macrocosm, then it's purely simply so evident that the ocean is like the, the, the blood, carries the life force through the earth as as our blood carries oxygen and circulates around our bodies like the rivers and the the waterways and and it's so evident to me that water is life and these these simple elements like water earth wind fire are all connected to our spirits and and um I feel it's really important for me to acknowledge that and also celebrate that and to be thankful and love all of those elements and to take care for it, like to really care for and know and understand where my water is coming from. Although, yeah, okay, I can go to the tap and turn the tap on. Where is the water then going? Is it draining out to the oceans? Is it coming from a fresh water source? Is it, you know, there's so many elements to it that, I realize I'm totally unaware of. Yeah. And um, what happens to my water before it reaches my tap and I turn it on and it comes into my glass? 
how much like loving thanks and gratitude can I send into this this jug of water that I'm about to drink that is really nourishing my body and my life and giving me giving me the life that I need to sustain this human physical experience and um, yeah the the question again to answer the question in the short form what what role does the ocean place the the ocean is the earth the ocean is me I am as I am you know, a small drop in the larger ocean of the human consciousness and it's all interconnected to everything. <laughs> it is. And, and, um, as you were saying, you know, some of the the issues you mentioned, deforestation and monocultures and the politics and all these like individual issues that people kind of zone in on, um, it all ends up in the ocean, you know, like, our, our friends uh, in Cairns have also created that campaign, all drains lead to the ocean, to kind of remind ourselves that that is the case where the ocean is the beginning um, of life in so many ways, where 80% of our oxygen does come from the ocean and over 1 billion people do depend on the ocean as their primary source of protein. And the, you know, if we do look at the financial aspects and all that, the the whole world kind of does revolve around our ocean and i really 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 like that you brought in that we're on this tiny well tiny massive uh, spinning ball in the middle of space and um i think that's something people don't really think about too often and i think if we spent more time thinking about how tiny we are in this universe like all the other kind of day-to-day problems which people focus on would kind of melt away a bit more just to realize how we're just this tiny part of um, the universe so thank you thank you for uh, giving me that daily reminder that we're just um, on a spinning ball in space yeah it's such a good reminder for me as well you know <laughs> the realization of how actually insignificant I am in the whole <laughs> scheme of things <laughs> it's really it's really humbling and it's really sometimes nice to just like Rest in that, that, that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is very humbling indeed. Um, for, for the people who are listening and who want to get involved and they want to help, um, what would be your kind of piece of advice? What can they do to kind of better help our planet and themselves? Oh, yeah, that is that is a um, a great question, really. Um, the way that I see it currently, and it's, I mean, my viewpoints are consistently, constantly changing and just where I'm up to now, I'm not attached to any of it, but I do believe there's, there's probably two ways that, that we can all live our lives. And one way would be to, to take the easy option and to, you know, look at failure and, and realize that it's, it's easy to step into and understand that these feelings of hatred and fear and helplessness and addiction or betrayal and deception, they seem to me to quite easy to understand and to, because I've, I've been to those places and I've felt those things um, and, and realizing that it, it would be an easy option to not think about all of the things that is happening in our world right now. Uh, it would be easy for me not to do anything and respond with apathy and sit there and go, oh, you know what, I don't, I don't need to do all these tasks 
in these things that I have planned for today because it's not going to do anything. And it would be easy for me to put off all these stuff till tomorrow and really drown in this, the cheap, the cheap pleasures of consumption mm-hmm. and continue to live my life in an unconscious way that is just trying to fill a void in my heart that is yearning for fulfillment and yearning for deeper connection. Or I could, I could consciously and intentionally choose to live my life in the radical opposite which is almost a a full planetary reversal of how we've seemingly done it up until now and to shoulder a burden, you know, take full responsibility and really confront what's going on within myself and understand that all of these shadows that I have within me, others may also have within them and to meet them all with grace and love and I realized that my story and my experiences are not really so unique. There's a lot of people out there in the world who are waking up to what's actually happening in the world and what's going on with, with everything. So I feel for those who really want to step into that, that second option, and want to participate in like real, the real deal, hands-on practical approaches to contributing to changing the world and really creating a positive impact. You know, there are over 2 million companies and organizations worldwide that they could tap into and work with on a daily basis to, to regenerate the future. And the biggest thing that I would suggest for everyone as an individual is to look within because all the external realms and it's great to, you know, go out and plant food forests and it's great to go and uh, have coral nurseries and it's great to pick up plastic and it's great to do all of these things that contribute to a better world. However, more importantly is going deeper within the self and self inquiring around these elements or reactions and triggers to certain events or people and look at it in a way as how can I love that person who is really annoying me and pissing me off? (laughs) How can I love them in a way or accept what they're pissing me off for? And actually, how can I inquire within and ask the question around, why am I reacting like that? Is there something deeper that is unresolved within me around a primary imprint that I've had as a child uh, towards a primary he or she, my mother or father, that this person is now playing the role of mm-hmm. in another patterning event? And how can I resolve that within myself to, to love that person regardless of the way that they choose to behave or act towards me? Yeah. And uh, that is, for me, more profound than, than anything in the practical, although all of those practical implementations have such a valid place and and serve an amazing function with with amazing purpose. So for me, it comes down to really being willing to explore what's going on in the internal and to, without limits or without any conditions, to love all of those parts of 
the self, myself, in in every situation that arises. So, with that all being said, you know, like I am. The more that I self inquire, the more that I realize I have much work to do. And <laughs> I am uh, I'm only at the beginning of the journey. You know, there's so much depth to to really be had in in the emotional in a landscape of what's going on within myself. And I, I found myself at these, you know, anti-Adani rallies and these protests and it being like stepping into this lens of activism without realizing that, well, although I do believe it has a great purpose and it might wake people up and bring it to their awareness, what's really going on. Why am I reacting and having an emotional trigger towards someone or something that I've never even met or don't know nothing about, but there seems to be this level of trespass or uh, deception or corruption that is getting triggered within myself and, and identifying in my own life when I've been deceitful or I've been, you know, trespassed someone or mm -hmm. I have been corrupt in, in even the smallest of little areas and realizing, wow, okay, yeah, I have, I have work to do still. So, um, yeah, for me, it's helped to, to really realize that love is the answer. <laughs> love and compassion and kindness. Yep, definitely. And um, I, I really love all these things that you're saying because I've been reading a few books which kind of touch upon all these ideas. Um, so it's, it's always good to kind of have it reinforced by someone else who's you know, gone on a completely different journey, but is arriving at the same conclusion, basically, which is, it, it's really about looking within. And if you ever find yourself angry at someone or mad at someone, or you don't like how people react, chances are, it's uh, also a reflection of the things you don't like most about yourself. And it's about the things that, you know, you have your own prejudice and issues from, from back in the day, from childhood and all that. So it's, it's, wow, it's, that's powerful. <laughs> that is so true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look within. I, I really like that. Um, and it's it's a bit of a different approach from, from many of the other, like, you know, conservation or, or earth protecting kind of attitudes a lot of people have. And I think it's really valuable what you've shared. And I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, just, Thanks, just before yeah. you go, I, I want you to yep. share quickly where can people find you or what yep. your book, uh, like where can yeah, they totally. hear more from you? Because you are filled with very valuable and um, important information for people. Thanks, Kat. <laughs> and I, I, I really acknowledge that and appreciate beautiful words. But I'd, there are countless people and teachers and books and information that I've absorbed and read over the times over the years and that I um I give all my praise to that I've have helped me come to where I'm at so I actually don't know very much in the great great greater picture of it all but the one thing that I have come to realize is that everything in the world is connected to everything else yeah and whether that's viewed through the lens of you know facts which you've so gracefully shared with us, or it's viewed through faith mm -hmm. uh, or even like science or spirituality. It seems that 
everything points towards this idea and leads to how connected everything is and that we are all one, you know, we are all one. And so if people feel compelled to, to connect with me on an interconnected level <laughs> of oneness, then they can find, I have a website, shayryandouglas.com. S-H-A-Y-R-Y-A-N-D-O-U-G-L-A-S. And you can find me on Facebook with that and also Instagram. And yeah, I've just made it public that I will be releasing a book at the end of September on the 25th called The Wholesome Bean, which by any means, I'm not suggesting I am, uh, but I am working towards. And this book has been an amazing uh, tool for me to really step into more and more what a wholesome being could potentially look like. And it's a, it's a gift to offer to the world in the form of beautiful photos and images and activities and questions. There's some really great journaling processes and quotes from incredible people around the world that can really help to inspire and also empower others to step into a more self-inquiry, introspective, self-reflective um, life and journey to really discovering and embracing um, the abundance that life truly has on offer for us. So find me on Instagram at shayman underscore S-H-A-Y-M-A-N underscore on there. And um, yeah, reach out, feel free to send me a message, say hello. Um, I would love to connect with you all. For sure. And of course, as always, I'm going to have all these links and more on the Ocean Pancake website and um, yeah, in the show notes. So once again, thank you, Shay, so much for being here with me today. It's been enlightening. <laughs> You're a legend, Kat. Thank you so much. And look forward to seeing you soon. For sure. <laughs> Thank you once again, Shay Ryan, for being on the podcast with me. I'm very much looking forward to continuing our work together and seeing you very soon. For all of those of you guys who've been listening, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to this podcast. I hope you found it helpful and we would love to hear feedback from you. So you heard where you can contact Shay and as well where you want to contact me, you can just reach me on Instagram, YouTube, uh, Vegan Diver Cat. That is all those places. As always, I have to give a big shout out to Graham Mose, who is the genius behind the funky beats that I use in this podcast. He is a genius and he is based in Brisbane. So if you guys are around there, make sure to check him out at a live show or maybe buy one of his CDs, EPs, all available on the good old internet. As always, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to keep your eyes tuned for next week's episode and have fun living a turquoise life. <laughs>